0: Welcome to the Foot and Ankle Project, where we stride into the world of foot and ankle pain, function, and performance. I'm your host, Tim Pargeter. In each episode, we dive into expert insights, athlete stories, and helpful solutions for those seeking improvement of their pain and performance. I hope you enjoy and share. Welcome back to the second episode of the Foot and Ankle Project. Today, we're going to be talking about load versus capacity. Now, this would be one of the most common conversations that I tend to have within the clinic, especially at an initial consultation. And the reason for that is because I believe it's a really great way to simplify what can be quite a complex topic. Now, when I think about load versus capacity, I picture, I actually draw on a whiteboard because it's a really nice way to visualize this, but I picture a seesaw just like you'd see in a playground, and you've got two buckets either side of the seesaw. Now, one bucket we've got what I call load, in the other bucket we have what I call capacity, okay? Now, in an, uh, in, in your normal playground world, when there's an equal amount of weight sitting in both buckets, the seesaw tends to sit level, and that's the theory that I tend to work with when it, when we're having a play around load versus capacity, So, which we'll get into in a second. Now, load, or how I define it, or how we tend to define it in the industry, is any way that we can measure or objectively measure the amount of force or pressure that's going through a particular structure within the body. Now, I tend to look at the foot and ankle because that's what I do. So things that I tend to think about is the amount of steps that you might have taken, the distance that you walk or that you run. The exercise minutes or sessions per week, the amount of standing time that you have with your occupation, the particular types of footwear that you might wear. Now, we tend to look at the load in in that regard, but what we also need to consider is how intense the load might be. Okay, so intensity will change based on the session. So it could be simply that walking up a hill for one kilometer is going to be a greater load than walking on one kilometer of flat ground. Or it could be that doing a speed session over 10 kilometers is going to be a higher intensity than doing a a low steady run over 10 kilometers. And understanding this for clients and getting people to understand that themselves is really important so that people can understand the types of load that's actually going through their foot because certain types of load might be aggravating and certain types of load may not be aggravating for pain. Now, so that's sitting on the load side of the seesaw. On the other side is where we have capacity. Now, every tissue within the body, and by tissue I mean muscle, tendon, bone, ligament, fascia, has a certain capacity. And when I say capacity, it's it, it basically means how much load, and I'm going to use load, can that particular tissue take before there might be trauma or damage or injury that might occur to that particular tissue, okay? So sometimes how we think about capacity is is ways of, you know, muscular strength, muscular endurance, muscular power, bone density, tendon, spring, ligament strength, those sort of things is where I tend to think about the capacity of the tissue. Now, generally what we see is that if there's a load that's greater than the tissue's capacity, then there is a risk of pain or injury. Now, we always say risk because what we've got to remember here and and a bit of the asterisk to this is that the body is quite robust. And when I say robust, it's just not one session that's going to cause what we would call an overuse injury. It's usually the, the repetition where there's an increased amount of load that's higher than the capacity within the body that might cause pain it might cause injury and we say might because we never know and like I said the body is quite robust now one of the things that underlines and overarches the load versus capacity ratio or conversation is recovery now recovery in my mind is the ability to recover from whatever training session you might be doing so things that impact on recovery is sleep nutrition hydration how well you're dealing with stress within your life whether it be work emotional family those sorts of things because our ability to improve capacity or adapt, there's another way to think about it, is all due to how well we can recover. Okay, so that's a really important proponent here in terms of that load versus capacity ratio, because if we're not able to recover well, then the application of load to try and get a change is, is, is going to be undermined by the fact that we're actually under-recovering. So. What I tend to see or a very common scenario that I'll see within the clinic is if you think about that seesaw, generally whether it be over the last four weeks or six weeks or seven days, whatever it is leading into what might generate some pain, is that the load side of the seesaw is sitting lower than the capacity side. And that's simply because there's a higher amount of load that's going through the body's tissue that might be causing an injury or pain. So a common example or common uh, pathologies that I tend to see in regards to this is, is Achilles pain or Achilles tendinopathy plantar heel pain, such as plantar fasciopathy, plantar fasciitis, medial tibial stress syndrome, such as shin pain. And moving further on from that is things like bone stress injuries that that generally is a really nice example of an increased application of load without appropriate bone recovery, which tends to lead to potentially bone stress injuries or reactions and things like that. Now, a really extreme example of load vest capacity is where the load that's applied to the foot far exceeds the capacity of the tissue at all. So things like an ankle sprain is a really good example. So the amount of load or strain that's gone through the ligaments that are injured far exceeds what, what the body can handle at a day-to-day or even what training can even expose it to. Um, dropping a brick on your foot is a really nice way to really overload the, the tissue and the, ten- the bones within the body. Um, whereas the overuse injuries is generally what we is what I'll see within the clinic. And that is where the the continual application of load is outweighing the body's ability to recover, to improve capacity. Now, in an ideal world, the level would remain somewhat consistent, um, and that's an ideal world. What we know is that it doesn't occur because we don't live in an ideal world. But also, the challenge of the balance, and this is really important, is that the only way to improve capacity is to apply load. Now, that somewhat, you may think, oh, Tim, that flies in the face of what you've been saying. But the reality is, is is, that unless we actually train or we apply a particular load to whatever part of the body we're talking about, the body can't adapt and get stronger. And the principle that we're talking about here, which really underpins all the principles of strength and conditioning just about, or is one of the most vital, is progressive overload. And that's where the slow, gradual application of appropriate load Allowing the body to recover is what is going to bring gains, whether it be strength, running faster, running longer, jumping higher, whatever it may be. Progressive overload is is essentially where there's a, a nice application of load to improve capacity day to day. Okay, So that is really important to remember, and I will repeat that, that the only way to improve capacity is to apply load. And so I'm not saying that we don't need load in our life. We definitely do. It's really important. But it's just about what sort of ways can we look at if there is a presentation of pain and symptoms, that might help you manage manage a problem that that could present. And so, how I tend to think about uh, load, vest capacity when I talk to people and as we break it down for uh, the presentation in clinic is I I look at load as being intrinsic or or internal versus external or extrinsic. I call it so. An external load is a really quite an easy way to try and change the amount of load that's going through the body Um, and it's things such as what can I change in my programming or my current training that might reduce the load going through the foot. So it could be I might reduce the amount of running or walking that I'm doing. It could be I might reduce the amount of hills that I'm doing in my running and stick to flat ground. I might reduce the speed or the tempo work and begin to do a lot of steady state running. I might do less jumping and hopping and skipping and just focus on a little bit more strength work around around the foot and ankle. So that that's essentially what I describe as external load. And I'm in no way am I saying that we need to stop everything um, because what happens when we stop? And this is another really important principle within the strength and conditioning world is reversibility. And that is, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so that's certainly not what we want to do because it almost flies in the face of improving capacity is that if we don't apply any load, then we just can't get any stronger or adapt at all. So when we're looking at load management, rarely do I get people to stop. And I think that's really important to remember is we the stopping is the last thing we want to do unless there's things such as, you know, a bone stress injury or a acute ankle sprain. Um, then the, the idea is that we try and manage the load as best we can to keep people doing what they want to be doing, potentially just at a, le- a lesser level for the short term. So that's how I, I look at the extrinsic or the external factors in terms of their load management. And then I begin to have a look at internal factors or, or load that might be occurring at the foot and ankle. So how we then begin to manage that is things such as footwear, taping, inner soles or orthotics, padding, heel raises, these sort of things that we can actually address at a, at a foot level to try and reduce load through a particular part of the foot. So for example, uh, if I have someone who potentially has some forefoot pain, we might start and say, right, If we put you into a shoe that is a little bit stiffer, that might even have a little bit of a forefoot rocker built into the shoe, then what we'll find is that the amount of stress going through the forefoot and the metatarsal or your forefoot bones will reduce. And this is a nice way to manage internal load to say, hey, is that enough of a a change to reduce the stress to allow the body to recover whilst you're still managing load? Or do we need to look at further factors, whether it be external or, or internal, to try and get change? Another example of of an internal load um, change that I tend to utilize is an orthotic. Now, I tend to think about an orthotic as a load management tool. It's not correcting arch heights. It's not going to fix postures. Essentially, how I think about it is it's moving pressure from one part of your foot to other other parts. At, At its most basic form, that's what we believe that they do. And so if you think about, okay, there might be some pain on the inside of the heel, potentially if we deload that with an orthotic, we might be able to spread it to sort of forward in the foot or the other side of the foot a little bit, which is a nice way that we internally manage the load that's going through the foot based on what the person is presenting with. Okay. Now I always look at the load bucket as being an easy win for for, for someone. And the reason for that is because it's a nice way to try and get a quick symptom reduction to try and get a nice pain improvement and, and, and get some positive mindset going. And the other part of this is that building capacity takes time. And the big expectation with this is that we can't walk into a gym one week and you know squat 50 kilos to then expect the next week to squat 150. We know that it takes time to improve the overall capacity. And so I feel like what we do need to keep in mind here is that it's really important to continue to keep that in mind when you're going through a recovery plan. So you might be saying, hey, I want to reduce my or imp- sorry, I want to improve my calf strength as because we believe that might be a proponent of the presentation here. Um, that certainly doesn't happen within an overnight. This happens over weeks and potentially even months. And so it's a really important thing to say, right, what can we manage in the load so that we're actually getting the adaptation that we require required to, to keep them moving forward. OK, so the On that capacity side, as I mentioned, um, the exercise is really where it comes into that, but then also getting recovery in order does take time because that might be a little bit more routine-based. Do we need to you know, have a look at stress strategies? Do we need to have a look at nutrition? We might need some external help. How's the sleep hygiene looking? These sort of factors that actually have a look at trying to improve the body's ability to adapt certainly doesn't happen as quickly as we can manage the loading. Okay, so that's generally how I tend to work and think about the load versus capacity uh, capacity ratio. Um, and I think what's really important is again, it puts a lot more control into people's hands to say, right, what can I look at myself that's still going to put put me in the driving seat of this presentation that I might have, where I know that there's factors that we need to work on that's going to improve the ability, the body's ability to, you know, improve and recover. Um, but then there's also ways that I can still exercise and load that may not flare me up as it previously did. So I think it's a really fantastic approach and I really like it. It really underpins a lot of the treatment that I work with in the clinic. And people generally resonate with it really well because they can get a clear understanding of of you know how this might be impacting and generating their symptoms and what sort of things we can utilize and what levers we can pull to try and get an improvement in their pain. So That is how we tend to work with load versus capacity. As I said, it underpins a lot of the treatment that we do. So if you have enjoyed this episode, we will be putting episodes out more frequently. If there's someone that you think of that might benefit from this, send them over your way. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.